podcast that takes you with us without kidnapping you. Travel Instigator. We bring our travel stories and some funny behind the scenes happenings to life in this fresh new take on telling travel tales. Travel Instigator. Are you ready to take off? Let's go. As seen in Swanky Retreats and Caribbean Living Magazines. Hello, everybody. So I promised you a special guest last episode and here we are with one of my top writers Sophie Ibbotson. Sophie? Hi there there. it's lovely to meet you and lovely to be on the podcast today. Yes our travel instigator audience I'm sure we're anxiously awaiting this moment. What I want to do in this episode is one of our standard departments in Swanky Retreats Magazine. It is called A Letter From. And The Letter From is, regardless of the focus of that particular issue, whether it's the Asia issue, the water issue, the summer issue, it doesn't matter. We're always going to have letters from all around the world. And they don't always have to focus on a resort. They can focus on the destination itself. And Sophie, you covered Malta in this issue, the summer issue 2022. I want you to give us all the background, give us all the details. I absolutely love the letter from section because it gives the writer the opportunity to really explore the place, not only a particular hotel or a particular restaurant, but also a little bit of the history, the culture, the atmosphere of the place. And it's an opportunity to relive the travel experience and to share that with readers. Now, Malta itself is somewhere that I have really wanted to explore for a very long time. About 10 years ago now, I was on a cruise through the Mediterranean with my grandmother, and we stopped for a day in Valletta, which is the capital of Malta. And as is the case when you're on a cruise ship, you only have a few hours and you try and run around and see as much as you can. But it really whet my appetite for this destination. And ever since then, I've been wanting to come back to the island to see some more of it and actually have the time to sit and appreciate it rather than to feel that I was in a rush and had to get back on the boat. So earlier this year, I was very fortunate that I was able to go to Malta for a week, uh, not only back to Valletta, but also to the medieval city of Medina. And Medina is one of those absolutely magical fairy tale places, which really feels like it hasn't changed for hundreds of years. It's a walled city Uh, with a lot of its original architecture and most of it's pedestrianized. So you can half close your eyes and really think that you've gone back in time. I love that. I love that. Walled cities are some of my favorite cities, actually. I think it, it completely changes the feel of the place because you have a physical divide between the outside world and the modern world. And then you come inside the walled city and you do feel not only a shift in, in place, but in time. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are some of your favorites from this trip? 
because your letter from was so enticing. It really dove in. It made me want to book a flight and head to Malta. <laughs> I think the the hotel that I stayed in, in in Medina, the Zara Palace, was a real highlight in its own right. And it's because it's very much part of the city in terms of its history and its architecture. Um, it's a 17th century building with a lot of its original architecture, its original interiors. And although it's been recently restored, the owners and the designers did a fantastic job of retaining those historic features. So it still feels like an old building, but it has got the, the modern comforts there as well. I also liked the fact that from the hotel and in fact all across Medina, you can just wander out first thing in the morning, last thing at night. And because it's predominantly pedestrianised, you don't have to worry about um, the cars. You don't have to worry about the distances. You can just get out and explore on foot. And it doesn't matter whether you walk a couple of hundred feet, find yourself a cafe on a square and sit and watch the world go by, or whether you walk for hours and hours and hours, you're going to have an authentic cultural experience. You're going to learn a little bit about Malta. You're going to meet local people. And for me, that's the real essence of travel. Absolutely. And, and what's one of your favorite things about the Maltese culture? Because we have seen it, as you say, just really emerge as a destination that more and more, I know American travelers are venturing out towards as well as European. So what are some of your highlights of the culture? I think one of the reasons it's become so popular is because it's so accessible. Malta has, because of its geography in the middle of the Mediterranean, has soaked up and been created by all of the cultures around it. So when you go that, there's always something that feels a little bit familiar and there's always something that feels a little bit different or exotic you can sense that there is some of North Africa there, that there is some of Italy there, that there's probably some of Greece and Turkey as well. And it's a real melting pot of all of these different aspects, which is what makes it so enticing. And that's reflected not only in the architecture, but also in the food, which is absolutely phenomenal. I know you touched on that. Let's get a little background on what you touched on in the letter from. So because... Um, Malta is, is an island in the middle of the Mediterranean. It makes sense that seafood is going to be really high on the priority list. And for me, that's absolutely great. You can put me in front of a, a plate of prawns or a grilled octopus, and I'm absolutely in heaven. If you look at the geography of the island as well, it's only just off the uh, south coast of Sicily and southern Italy. So there's a very much a strong Italian flair in the cuisine, um, a lot of very fresh seasonal local ingredients. And uh, the Zara Palace has actually got a, a sister hotel inland called the Zara Lodge where they've got their own farm. So they're able to source a lot of their own ingredients. They grow them for the kitchen. Wow. That's fresh. It's that very fresh. fresh. <laughs> Either <laughs> straight from the sea or straight from the farm. I love it. Your letters from are always amazing, but this one really drew us in. I think, uh, what's the best time of year to head over there? What do you think? For me, I think the best time in the Mediterranean is the late spring or the early autumn, uh, early fall. So I'm looking now for this year, uh, late September, early October is going to be a fantastic time because it's not going to be too hot and it's not going to be too busy. And you highly recommend the Zara Palace. I thought it this was is phenomenal. It's one of the most beautiful hotels I've stayed in a long time. And particularly because it has got that essence of the city, you know immediately as you walk in the door that this is Malta. Uh, it's not a hotel that you could mistake for New York or for Hong Kong or anywhere else in the world. It has a very strong sense of place. 
And that's what we go for, the sense of place. Again, I'm not a big fan of large resorts. I know this one has, was it 17 individuals? 17 rooms, yeah. Beautiful. And having, really, it, you feel like you're almost staying at someone's home. You're immersing yourself in the reason you went there in the first place, unless it was a, strictly a business trip. You're going to experience that culture. Exactly. And, and the, the building itself would have been built as a, as a family residence. It wasn't built as a hotel. Obviously, in the 20th century, it's been converted to that use. But originally, it would have been for a large, wealthy family and for their servants and for their guests. And we love that. Sophie, thank you so much for giving us the sort of nuts and bolts of Malta in this beautifully written letter from Europe in the summer issue of Swanky Retreats. And that was Sophie, our special guest. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. The Travel Instigators here for your ear. Thanks for joining us on our latest adventure. PETA is PETA Phipps, publisher, producer, all-around entrepreneur, and the travel instigator. David is David Blair, an engineer, travel cohort, blossoming photographer, and thinks he is a badass motorcycle rider. And he is very Scottish.